Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 9.30 in 716. Hitting a social media nerve in the race for Erie County Executive. When he is on Twitter all day long during the workday, tweeting about national and international issues, I think that this is an important position that needs your full attention. What I don't believe is appropriate is the county executive's use of social media uh, one account for both official government business and politics. You know, we have a president who, who likes Twitter quite a bit, and so I think people are getting used to the idea that this is just something that politicians do. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. In her campaign announcement video that she's running as the Republican-endorsed candidate for Erie County Executive, Erie County legislator Lynn Dixon raises the issue of Mark Polinkar's use of social media. So if you want an Erie County executive who tweets all day and mocks you if you don't agree with him 100% of the time, then I'm not your candidate. So WBEN talked with Dixon about the issue and we reached out to legislator Joe Larigo, who's been involved in efforts to craft a social media policy for Erie County officials in general. We, of course, offered time to Mark Polinkars on WBEN yesterday and countless of other recent occasions as well. He continues to decline those offers, and, of course, that's his decision. But somehow, the fact that the opposing candidate raised the issue of social media and a sitting county legislator providing a letter from the Erie County attorney on that matter got lost in the shuffle. And the county executive took to Twitter Thursday morning, attacking WBEN and not his critics. Polling cars tweeting, I said my opponents will throw all and the kitchen sink at me, and there's a perfect example. Partisan radio station repeats GOP criticism of me using social media to communicate with you and includes picture of me recording a windstorm video update from our emergency op center. So if you don't like the issue raised by your opponent, attack the media outlet for reporting it, right? That's certainly his prerogative, but it'll sure be a long campaign season attacking each newsroom for any story that Mr. Polinkars doesn't see another side to. And that's the point, right? There are two sides to the issue. So wouldn't it be better to debate the issue with the critic? I guess it's just easier to shoot the messenger, and we'll certainly take that. And he's the county executive, a public official. Sorry he didn't like the picture, but it's certainly a legitimate representation of him using social media. And for the record, WBEN, or me for that matter, have never discouraged public officials from using social media. I mean, why would we? The more information, the better. So tweet away. But when your opponent and the relevant entities decide to call it into question, we'll certainly reserve the right to report on it. And the fact it struck a nerve indicates it's a rather compelling issue, and most compelling issues, of course, have more than one side. Unfortunately, we can only report one, as the other won't speak to us. I think when when you are county executive for a county the size of Erie, there are a lot of issues to address in Erie County. Lynn Dixon explained her concerns in our newsroom Wednesday. And I think what troubles me is uh, when he is on Twitter all day long during the workday, 
uh, tweeting about national and international issues. And while everybody's certainly welcome to have their opinion on issues outside of the county, I think that this is an important position that needs your full attention. And I think it's more important that you be paying attention to the issues uh, directly impacting Erie County. What if he had just said what he was tweeting? Like what I'm a lot of that is, this has been brought up to me and I'm confused where the line is as far as what's appropriate to say on a Twitter feed as opposed to just saying on a radio interview or a TV or a press conference. What if you were to say the same thing that he said on Twitter as he did in a TV interview? Why are those two things looked at differently? Well, I don't think it's a matter of uh, social media per se being looked at differently versus TV interview. I think the point is that when it occurs all day long during the day, when there are important issues and we're having committee meetings and we're there, we're discussing other things. Um, that that the focus should be on the issues pertaining to to Erie County. Certainly, everybody's welcome to their opinions on a national and international scale. But um, but if you are on Twitter all day, tweeting about things not pertaining to Erie County? Does that mean then you're not taking phone calls, that you're not meeting with commissioners, that you're not uh, speaking with residents, that you're not out at a senior center, if you're tweeting all day? I've asked the county attorney with help drafting a social media policy for all of Erie County, and he has refused. That's Erie County legislator Joe Larigo. I guess you could call him another opponent of polling cars in the legislature, and he's been after the county attorney to craft a social media policy for county officials. He provided us with a letter the attorney sent him regarding that request. And uh, so I asked a letter, or sent a letter asking him why he would refuse, because I think it's something that would be good for everybody. And in his response, as you see, he tells me that he has a conflict of interest because the county attorney is already representing the county executive uh, in depositions related to Mark Polencar's use of social media. And you've been a pretty strong advocate that uh, not all of his use of social media is necessarily appropriate, given his position? I'm certainly an advocate for elected officials using social media to, to connect with uh, their constituents. What I don't believe is appropriate is the county executive's use of social media uh, one account for both official government business and policy. What is the difference between him tweeting something on a page and him going on our radio station saying the same thing in an interview? Like, like why is the sticking point social media? Well, I, I think the sticking point is social media because there's precedent set throughout uh, the country where elected officials can't be doing both. You can't be, you know, playing politics uh, during the business day when you're also doing official government business on your social media accounts. Uh, also, you know, there's a case out of Maryland where a Republican governor uh, was reprimanded by the ACLU, and, and the ACLU won the case because the Republican governor was removing comments uh, on his social media page that were not in his favor, and the county executive has done the same thing on his Facebook account. He, you know, he even is proud of saying, I'll remove comments. You know, this is my page. I can do what I want. There needs to be some type of policy. There needs to be some type of separation between, you know, the county executive or anybody's government accounts and political accounts. I, I, I think that's the, what the law is. Not, not that I feel that that needs to be. I, I think the law is pretty clear that you can't be doing both. 
And, you know, the county executive uh, runs a county with over 3,000 employees. And when he's tweeting official information throughout the day and then also tweeting about fundraisers and, you know, political people that he supports, whether it's himself or people, um, you know, or other people, I think it's inappropriate. And I think it shows, you know, some level of undue influence uh, whether intentional or not. Some political insight now on the issue of politics and politicians and social media from one of our go-to political guys, Jake Neuheisel over at UB. I think the idea that he's a very active presence and perhaps uh, in the minds of some may, may cross the line in terms of using his you know, personal account for, for politicking purposes um, or politicizing events that um, otherwise might not be. Um, I think that could stick among certain segments of the population. That being said, um, you know, we have a president who, who likes Twitter quite a bit, and so I think people are getting used to the idea that this is just something that politicians do and that lines between public and private are being blurred across the board. What's the difference between him tweeting something and him going on our radio station and just saying what he just tweeted? Yeah, the, the lines are, are blurry across the board. At the federal level, there's something called the Hatch Act, which is that Elected officials can't be uh, engaging in partisan conduct um, on the clock, essentially. And so there's usually a very firm line at both the federal and state level between a campaign uh, and a, um, you know, the, the governing phase. Even though some of the personnel may actually cross over, uh, it's very distinct between what they're doing on the clock and what they're doing in their own time, essentially. Um, that being said, those lines can be blurred, and uh, politicians have long used a lot of those institutional resources to advertise their their own name. I think where it starts to cross the line is where it's a a more partisan um, type of uh, statement, and even there, it's it's very fuzzy. So tweet on everyone. We'll be watching. And for the record, again, WBEN has never had an opinion on whether a politician should or can tweet. We, of course, report on what they tweet sometimes, and we'll continue to on this one as well. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t